On this first Sunday of the year, uh, we are beginning a new sermon series uh, entitled Jesus, Messianic Man of Mystery. See, we begin uh, the year with the season of Epiphany. And Epiphany is basically a fancy word for appearance or manifestation. In a, the season of Epiphany, it's all about God being revealed to us in Christ, seeing who God in Christ is for us. But the funny thing is, is this year we are following the lectionary through Mark's gospel mostly. And in Mark's gospel, Jesus is at best cryptic about who he is. It's something that scholars call the messianic secret, wherein Jesus is often very hidden about who he truly is or will tell, do something and tell his followers, don't, don't tell anyone about this. We're going to explore that for the next several weeks. And in doing so, we're going to explore what the gospel reveals about Jesus, what Jesus reveals about himself along the way. And what we will find is that we will learn something about who we are as well as his followers. And we begin this series today with Jesus' baptism, as Susan uh, wonderfully talked about with, with our kiddos. This is the very first event, the very first thing that happens in Mark's gospel. There's no Christmas story in Mark's gospel, but rather it begins with fully grown Jesus being baptized by John in the Jordan River. I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the very first chapter of Mark's gospel, beginning with the fourth verse. Now John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn open and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Back when Marie and I were expecting our first kiddo, our daughter, Clara, I remember very well the day we went to have our very first ultrasound. You know, the, the one where they actually confirm you are, in fact, expecting a kid. We were equal parts nervous and excited for this, this big, momentous day in our life together uh, in, in marriage and as a family. And I remember the, the process beginning and the technician trying to be a good teacher since we were first timers, telling us what was going on and what, to, what we'd be looking for. And then when she finally told us what we were looking at, she made, in my opinion, a very poor choice of words. She said, well, there are a couple of things here. <laughs> she, 
she was trying to tell us exactly what the different parts and things we were looking at were and saying there were a couple of things, but I heard something different. <laughs> Thought she meant twins. <laughs> now, after I regained consciousness, <laughs> uh, we were able to see our daughter for the very first time. The ultrasound technology, and I mean, at that very first stage, they don't quite look like a human yet. As, as many of you know, but we were able to see our daughter for the very first time. She was revealed to us through this, this wonderful, wonderful technology. But as our daughter was revealed to us, as we were able to see her, we saw something new about ourselves as well. We were then and forever would be parents. It's funny how when something big happens, when something big is revealed or a big life moment or uh, event in our nation or world happens, when something big is revealed like that, we, funny enough, often learn something new about ourselves as well. Or something new about ourselves is revealed as we go through that new experience. Well, friends, I think this is exactly what is happening in our text today. Our gospel, uh, the gospel of Mark begins, and we don't have a Christmas story, like I said. Instead, we meet not Jesus first, but John the Baptist. We see him out in the middle of nowhere, eating locusts and wild honey, wearing clothing of camel's hair. Um, all these things, all these odd descriptors of him are supposed to make us think he's like Elijah, the great prophet of the Old Testament, supposed to, to hearken us back to that time. John is giving a baptism of repentance out uh, in the Jordan River, out in the wilderness. Folks are coming to him from all over. And in the middle of this, he's promising a more powerful baptism by the one who is to come. This baptism will be by the Holy Spirit. And then with very little fanfare, Mark tells us that Jesus comes to be baptized by John. There's no explanation or dialogue like you see in Matthew or Mark's um, or Matthew or Luke's version of the story, just Jesus showing up and choosing to receive the baptism by John of repentance. But as this happens, something big occurs as Jesus is baptized. As he's baptized, as he comes out of the water, what happens? He sees the heavens torn open. Do y'all remember several weeks back? In Advent, when we heard the prophet Isaiah, the very first week, what did the prophet say? Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. The prophet pleads with God to tear open the heavens. If you remember, this is a boundary separating human and divine, heaven and earth, God from us. It was seen as a barrier, a thing keeping God from us. Now, as Jesus shows up and is baptized, this barrier is torn open. We see who Jesus is in this moment. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. As the heavens are torn open, we see the Spirit descend on Jesus like a dove, and we hear God's booming voice. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Friends, in baptism, we see who Jesus is. 
God's beloved son, through whom God has torn through the heavens to come and be near to us, to draw near to us. In his baptism, we see who Jesus is. But in seeing who Jesus is, we are also surprised that we see who we are ourselves as his followers as well. Because Jesus' baptism, friends, will always remind us of our own. Jesus' baptism is what leads us to to seek this sacrament as well. Because, friends, when we are baptized, whenever we gather for a baptism, we proclaim that you have been cleansed and claimed as a child of God. You are God's child. It's as if you hear these words to Jesus for your very self. You are God's child. You are beloved. With you, God is well pleased. I love that this day, Baptism of the Lord Sunday, happens at the beginning of the year, of the the calendar year. Because this is the time, friends, when we have New Year's resolutions, right? Um, New Year, New You. And there's nothing wrong with these. There's certainly nothing wrong with self-improvement. After all, I need some kick to get back to the gym or to eat healthier every year, right? But something always concerns me a little bit about the culture we have with resolutions. Sometimes they come from a state of inadequacy. Or think of it this way, you're not good enough or you do not measure up unless you do more of this or you stop doing that. In this way, I think baptism is a sort of anti-resolution. Because in all this, God says, hey, I think you're pretty great just the way you are. Just as I, just as God created you. Now, this certainly doesn't negate self-improvement. It doesn't negate doing resolutions. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. In fact, we as Christians talk about growing more and more into the likeness of Christ as we mature, as we grow in our faith. But these efforts of self-improvement aren't done or aren't um, rooted in a state of inadequacy as in I'm not good enough or I don't measure up unless I do these things or stop doing that. Rather, it's rooted in a feeling and an identity of acceptance of belonging. In baptism, we hear for ourselves that we are God's child, that we are enough. With us, God is well pleased. Friends, we are, you are God's child, accepted, beloved, enough. And in a moment here, we will uh, gather to reaffirm our commitment to the baptismal covenant. It's a time for us, again, to hear these words and and to uh, affirm them and, and commit ourselves anew to these promises. To hear God's words again. You are my child, my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Now, please, if you haven't been baptized, do not feel excluded from this. You are very, very much welcome to participate. In fact, I hope you see it as an opportunity to reflect on the sacrament, what it means to you, and and whether you feel called to to participate in it in the future. I would love nothing more than to talk with you about baptism following the service. And in fact, we have a class all about baptism 
downstairs in the fellowship hall right after service. And I would love to talk with you more um, and, and talk about baptism more. But rather, it's an opportunity for all of us to remember that we are God's beloved child. We are enough. With us, God is well pleased. Friends, today we heard the story of Jesus' baptism. And we learn that God tore through the heavens in order to draw near to us in Christ. We learn that Jesus is God's beloved son with whom God is well pleased. But we also hear these words for ourselves and we are reminded that all of us are God's children. Friends, you are God's child. You are accepted. You are enough. But even more so, you are beloved. Friends, as we begin a new year, may we commit ourselves anew to live into this identity, to remind ourselves that we are accepted and we are God's beloved children. May we seek to see that identity in ourselves, but also, just as importantly, may we seek to see that identity in one another as well, in our friends, in our neighbors, particularly those with whom we disagree, that we might better resemble the body of Christ and that we might be better emissaries of his love, his acceptance, and his peace for all. Amen, friends.